We are back to some stroke play golf this week, ladies, gentlemen, fellas, fellas, fellas. Let's break it down. 144 golfers in the field. The number one player in the world has actually withdrawn from the contest, Dustin Johnson. So we got a much weaker field for what was already not the greatest of fields. Anytime you have Matt Kuchar in the $9,000 range and you have Hideki and Scotty Scheffler and, oh, yes, Jordan Spieth approaching $11,000. Yes, you have these guys up there in the five-figure range. You got to hold your nose a little bit. You got to hold your nose and skim through. Skim through the garbage that's in this ocean right now. Take that shit out of there and find the winning tickets. Hopefully you're having a lovely day. We're at the Valero. We're at the Valero right now. We are currently located in San Antonio on the PGA Tour this week, 70, par 72, and about 7,500 yards or so, and it's going to seem like a longer course, but there are some spots to take advantage of, right? Drivable uh, situations, obviously your par threes, the par fives are going to be making up a lot of that distance, but as always, they're going to have birdie opportunities and even eagle opportunities, big old putts for eagle on them. I have already finished the projections right now, the value ratings, the rankings will be done later on today, so if you want to check them out, we'll be referencing them today over on Patreon is where they are located. We have a golf optimizer now, so those are some things that we can kind of check out throughout this video and we'll be live on wednesday that is tomorrow right around 1 p.m we'll start to we'll do like a 40 minute lineup builder show uh talk about correlation ownership chart to look at some lineups based on the optimizer the big energy optimizer if you will and we can look through all of that stuff but as we do as we always do we'll go salary range by salary range and this slate has a very obvious to me at least hopefully not the field obvious to me build this week so like, subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. Take two seconds of your time. If you're in the Galf streets, you might be new to my content. We do NBA, some NFL stuff, but Galf, right? We love it. We love it. We love it. Stroke plays back. So subscribe, notification bell, let you know when these videos drop and when we'll be going live on Wednesday. So all the way up top in the $10,000 plus range, as you can see it on the screen right now behind me, is Tony Finau, now the most expensive golfer with no Dustin Johnson. And you have, yes, Jordan Spieth at 10700 Give me them both. Give me them both. And yes, when I say give me them both, it means I have interest, a lot of interest in both of them. The rest of the $10,000 range, and then you get into the $9,000 range, there's no, there's a pretty wide difference in the skill sets, clearly of, in my opinion, Tony Finau and everybody else in this field right now in terms of the level of play that they're currently on. That translates through his world rank right now being borderline top 10 and nobody else cracking, I believe, the top 20 Hideki still outside of it. And Jordan Spieth, the way that he's playing over the last month to month and a half, yes, he is right now, in my opinion, elevated over these other golfers as well in the entire field. And when you start to get into the 7K range, today you're going to realize oh shit this is a gold mine the 7k range is just filled with great golfers who if you told me they were nine thousand dollars this week compared to brendan Steele, charlie hoffman and matt kuchar i'd say yeah that makes sense that if those guys are in the 9k range that these guys in the low 7k range should also be in the 8 and 9k range but they're not you're getting them for a really nice discount which means it's very easy to go up and get the studs in this field like a tony fee now who currently right now in this field is going to rank first in dk points with dustin johnson per contest with dustin johnson now out who sure he stunk at the players and honestly the match play data we don't have much of it it's a wonky contest to win the whole damn thing you have to win seven rounds shout out billy horschel blew a lead a couple weeks back to i believe not even a lead just in competition and just fell apart against morikawa but besides that tony finau has been clicking everywhere t to green approach play you know the deal but jordan spieth is the one that i hope now this sticker shock gets people off of him as he makes this this lead up right the run up to the masters where maybe a good form for six events in a row now the longest we've seen in a while for jordan spieth can kind of get him over the hump there he was another player who struggled struggled at the players but you have to look at it right he lost four and a half strokes around the green the irons were as good as they have been the irons are insane right now at the genesis he finished 15th just breaking neutral with his irons it was a tough contest but still a nice finish outside of that in his last four contests you're seeing him gain 6.25 and a half four and 7.8 strokes with the irons and he's doing it almost every single round it's not like one standout round so yeah jordan spieth for me the way that he's playing t to green gaining strokes in every single event t to green on the pga tour dating back 
back to last November. We haven't seen that in a very long time out of him, gaining total strokes dating back all the way as well to last year. This is a different player. And when you look at the field, I'm hoping, I'm hoping that it makes Jordan Spieth lower on. He played well in the match play as well, right? So I'm hoping that this high number on him keeps people down on Jordan Spieth and not wanting to approach him. I'm hoping that it keeps people lower owned on him. Now, normally he's a popular play, but now that he's 10,700, maybe it keeps it a little bit lower down. Now, Scotty Scheffler in this field, again, we have a lot of money to be spending up. Honestly, if you told me Scotty Scheffler is $9,400 this week, I'd tell you that it's probably appropriately priced. And depending on what that does to ownership, I will either play it or not play it. If Scotty Scheffler at 10,400 is highly owned, it's the easiest pivot I've ever seen. Hideki, for me, no interest. If you watch this channel, you know, Hideki always picks up his, in this type of a field, he'll pick up 15 plus percent ownership. To me, he doesn't have that win upside now. What are we looking at? Fucking four years for Hideki Matsuzama. And he's just not somebody recent form wise that I want to get to. Now we can get into the 9K range right now. And in this 9K range, as we get through it, Abraham answers up top. But the guys that I like the most in this range, and honestly, anybody kind of sets up, if you have some distance, that's fine. But the par fives are going to be where a lot of that distance is being made up on this course. So it's okay if you don't have a major amount of distance, you're just not going to have eagle opportunities as much as some other people with distance, but you'll still get those birdie opportunities. So Corey Connors is going to be the guy for me in this range right now. And you can see that at $9,500, he will be my first yes. There's two yeses in this range. One of them is Corey Connors. The approach play has never been better. The around the green play has actually been pretty good. Yes. Look at his around the green play. It used to be his, his problem. His wedge play used to be the biggest thing that ruined him and his putter. Well, so far this year, the putter's actually been pretty fine, right? Gained three and a half strokes over at the players, finished seventh, gained 3.8 strokes at the Arnold Palmer, finished third. He's one of these players, right? That his skill set is so damn good with his irons, right? His tee to green plays off the tee play is so damn good. The ball striking that you look at Colin Morkows, you look at Victor Hovland's. What is the thing that sets them apart? outside of their obvious approach play to win tournaments. It's when they actually start to putt and actually start to get their short game going around the green as well. And I'm not saying Corey Connors is those guys, but the skill set matches to that when he starts to putt and you've been seeing it this year, a 17th at the waist management gaining a half a stroke putting. Well, then he misses the cut when he loses three strokes putting, right? The irons are always going to be there for him. But when he starts to putt these past two weeks, you have a third place finish and a seventh place finish out of Corey Connors at $9,500. He's arguably the best ball striker in this field right now. We don't have the elites in here. We don't have Havlin. We don't have Morikawa. We don't have JT and some of these elites. Dustin Johnson is now gone. So sure, when I have one of the best ball strikers, if not the best ball striker in this field right now, if not the best approach player in this field right now, and he's $9,500, I'll take that, especially in a weaker field when you're getting the putter to be looking nice right now. Corey Connors, $9,500 is somebody that I have a good amount of interest in. As of right now, for me, Corey Connors and the projections over on Patreon, if you're interested in finding out, 75.3 fantasy point projection right now. I'm liking that as it stands. My second favorite option in the 9K range, and then honestly, I'm just pi- I'm pivoting off of a lot of these guys. I don't want Charlie Hoffman, Brendan Steele, Matt Kuchar, Ryan Palmer, if you want to get there, fine. He's had success here in the past but I don't want him. There's a lot of guys in the 7K range that are honestly, in my opinion, grading out better, even projection-wise, pretty close to these Hoffman, Steels, and Kuchers. But I'll go to Cameron Tringali here. Cameron Tringali opened up in the Vegas markets this week, like 35 to 1. Connor's at 25 to 1. These numbers look pretty appealing. You can see my final betting card on Twitter. I've been circling a couple of things. The lines aren't moving all that much outside of when DJ left, so I haven't really placed anything yet. But Tringali at 35 to 1, some similar things here. You're going to get a quality player all around. The around the green play is the one thing that can kind of mess him up. But you're getting a player who has a consistent putter, more so than a Corey Connors if we're talking long term here. It's been kind of letting him down the last couple of weeks, but the approach plays there. He's quality when it comes to just his off the tee and his ball striking. So an overall quality golfer that doesn't have many holes to his game. Like a Charlie Hoffman is just brutal in the short game, mainly around the green. The putting is obviously fine for Hoffman. Like a Matt Kuchar, whose game is just nowhere close. He's getting a little bit of a bump because I really don't know if it's course history, if it's because he did something at all. He had some sort of a pulse last week at the match play. Brendan Steele's in this range, but he has the obvious issues with his putter. So you're getting Tringali, who after Connors 
just by default is the guy that I like the most after that. Answer let a lot of people down last week. Maybe that leads to a lower lower ownership number on answer. But I honestly tell you that I don't think that'll be the case. I think that he'll still come in highly owned. Now we can get into the 8K range before we get into a loaded 7K range in the 8K range. Not that great. There's one guy that I like and he hasn't been playing great as of late, but I want to let you know about the sponsor of the program, their logo up above on YouTube, wearing their quarter zip right now. We can pull it up on this screen and it's Superdraft. So what Superdraft is, is a multiplier format. So instead of salary caps, and this is their big contest, $2,000 to first this week, instead of a salary cap, which you're getting over on Superdraft this week is going to be in every single week is a multiplier format. So for example, you have guys like Matsusama. Hideki has a 1.1x multiplier this week. You can see him right here. 1.1x multiplier means if he scores 50 points, you multiply it by 1.1x or an extra 10% and so on and so forth. So you don't have to worry. You can play anybody you want. It's not salary cap based. We do have Superdraft projections on Patreon down below. My highest projected player on Superdraft this week, a man we just talked about, Cameron Tringali. He has a 1.45x multiplier. Do you want to know what that means? He has the same multiplier this week as Chris Kirk, the same multiplier this week as Sam Ryder and Harry Higgs and Sepp Straka and similar to Nick Taylor and the same one as Tom Hogan and Andrew Putnam. I think we can all agree, especially based on the Vegas odds and DraftKings pricing, that you have a much better player in Cameron Tringali at a similar multiplier and same multiplier as guys like Andrew Putnam and Kevin Chappell. So he projects out for me as my number one overall play at 106.7, my number two overall play, Chris Kirk, number three, Scotty Scheffler, to kind of give you an idea to where to start your lineup. Full projections on Patreon down below. But check it out. When the contests don't fill, these golf contests usually fill at 75%, meaning that if you enter one lineup, you're beating 25% of the field. They don't fill, so those are just all zeros in the contest. So be sure to take advantage of it. If you use the code SAL, S-A-L, they will give you a free money match. You can see it in green right there, uh, $25. When you put in 25 or more, they'll give you 25. And if you use that code monthly, they're going to be giving away, our first one will be for the Masters. They're going to be giving away Caesar Rewards travel points, meaning free vacations and trips. That's something that we were able to negotiate into this for some of the people that use that code when they sign up. So a lot of upside there. If you want to take some trips for some golf and things like that, you'll have a chance to do so if you use the code SAL, S-A-L, outside of that nice little bonus. So right now, be tracking this. We'll look back on it on Wednesday. The contests are likely not going to fill. So take advantage of it by getting a massive, massive upgrade in any other contest in DFS this week when you're just automatically, just by pressing a button, clicking the button to enter a lineup, you're probably going to be beating 25% of the field. So now so we can see the entire 8K range, I'll pull up our other screen right here. How you doing? Little Sal on the screen right now, but you can see all the way up at top. I don't really like this range. I have one yes in this range. You can see it on the screen right now. Siwoo Kim, if you want to get there, fine. Think he's overpriced. Think that there's a lot of better players in the lower eights and the 7K range that look just like him. I think that Davis and Lanto are always fine. Lanto's obviously been playing fantastic lately. When you're talking about just a combination of approach play and ball striking, I'm not sure there's much better players in this entire field. We kind of talked about it with Tringali. I'm not sure there's much better players in this entire field that are as good with the short game and have their irons dialed in right now. Lanto gaining strokes with the irons and basically every single event dating back to, I believe at this point, he lost two strokes at the Tour Championship in September. So he's firing. You know the putter is always going to be there, gaining two strokes over his last 20 rounds of golf. So Lanto at $8,700 does seem like somebody who should be a yes for me. If I had to pick another $8,000 interest of mine, it would be Lanto. He's not my favorite play in this range. We're about to get to that. And he's probably the guy that I like the most in this range in terms of the recent play has not been there. Lanto has been very consistent at $8,700. But a guy who fits that other bill of being very good with the short game and has the approach play to kind of pop off for you would be one Sam Burns who has not been playing great as of late. And Sam Burns, who you can get a 60 to one, a 50 to one. He opens 55 to one on most books number this week. He has not been playing great lately. And I'm actually going to pull up right now just to give you a little bit of a preview. You can check it out. Fantasy National. This is a site that I use for some data, some of the stuff that I use. You can check out Fantasy National. It's a fantastic site to be using. We're not partnering or anything with them. I just think it's a fantastic site. You can check it out. I'll link it down below. But you can see Sam Burns, this has been his recent form, right? He's missed the cut at the players in the Arnold. But everybody loved him at his third place of the Genesis, the AT&T, the Waste Management, Farmers, all this stuff. He looked fantastic. The approach play was there. The putter has been always there. But look at what he's been doing lately. I mean, it's just been kind of these terrible performances. This is a good off the tee player, and now he's losing five strokes off the tee. This is a very good short game player, and now he's losing putting him back to back and 5.6 around the green. He's ejecting himself. You have to keep in mind that these are smaller samples because he missed the cut in both events. So these are not eight rounds of golf. This is just four rounds 
rounds of golf, which in each event is just two rounds of golf before that cut right on the weekend. He doesn't make it, which meaning that one or two holes can really blow you up. And Sam Burns obviously started off terribly at the players. He ended up losing 11 strokes total. Those 11 strokes total for Sam Burns were his third worst round ever recorded in Fantasy Nationals database. So that's something to be keeping in mind as well, right? So Sam Burns is somebody that these last two weeks, this last month has not been playing great. Before that, you saw a lot of consistency in his game. I think that's going to come back. We get Sam Burns taking a couple of weeks off now. So for me, Sam Burns is going to be a yes, because I think that, you know, two weeks ago, right, we have some really strange and outlier performances in back-to-back weeks. I think that naturally will lower Sam Burns to maybe be even being single digit on this week in a weaker field where now we're going to get to take advantage of a price cut, finish 23rd here last time. So I'm fine with this as a top five putter in this field, as a borderline top 10 approach player or ball striker in this field, I'll get myself some Sam Burns. Outside of that, the AK range is not all that appealing. If I'm being honest with you, Joel Damon just coming off of a win. Okay, fine. Decent form. Keegan Bradley, uh, fine, right? All the type of stuff. I'd probably take Cameron Davis as my third favorite option. I would rank this range, Sam Burns, then Lonto, then Cameron Davis. Now we head over to the 7K range where up top, Harold Varner looks fine. I mean, if you want to take him 60 to one in most spots, open that 66 to one, that's okay. I don't think you'll get much ownership on Harold Varner because of the recent form. He's another guy that when it comes to like the Corey Connors method of just the ball striking being fantastic and the putter not being there, that's what you're going to be getting out of Harold Varner as well, except Harold Varner's putter has not been nearly as consistent as what you've been getting out of Corey Connors as of late. But in the last couple of events, you've been seeing it come together a little bit. That form is coming back. He had his best finish since the waste management at the Honda in his last appearance, finishing 19th overall in that event, gaining massive off the tee. The most that we've seen him gain off the tee. So he had a very good event there. If that can stay consistent, we're looking really good. The most we've seen him gain off the tee since the Safeway back in 2019, the putter ended up gaining a half a stroke. So Varner coming in with some nice form here, has played here four times, ranks sixth in this field in tee to green play. You just need that putter to not absolutely fall apart on him, which it has here and there. It will fall apart. He lost two and a half strokes just a couple weeks back at the players. So Yes, Harold Vaughn right now coming in with nice form. There's a lot of other guys up there. There's your Ryan Moores. There's your Charles Howells, right? There's your Brandon Graces. But I'm going to go to Varner up top, and then let's switch over back to the screen so you can see all the other guys that I have a lot of interest in this week. As we get to the middle of this range right here, look at this. Look at all the yeses on my screen. I don't know if I've had this many yeses, and there's still more that you're not seeing on the screen right now. I don't know if I have this many yeses in a while. So Munoz in play, right? Uh, EVR in play, fine. Johnny Vegas projects out really nicely for me as it stands right now, fine. Johnny Vegas, actually, if I pull up the Patreon projections and where he ranks out, he's going to rank out as a quality play this week. But there's a lot of guys in the 7k range this mid to low 7k range and this is why i like the guys up top this is why i like tony fee now and i like uh, mr jordan speed this week because it's so fucking easy to get to them right this is look at all these yeses so john ha sam Ryder, doug gim sep strocker in this range all alone are yeses and then all there's a bunch of guys you can fill in the gaps with whether it is a, a lucas glover a pat and desire is very close for me my two top projected plays my two top rated plays not projection wise are doug gim and pat and desire as it stands right now in my model pat and desire is just not only a yes because i mean honestly i just prefer doug gim but we could easily make pat and desire yes and in this land right here from $7,200 to $7,400. I mean, there's five guys that I like a good amount. There's like eight guys I can see myself playing. So with that being said, we don't have to dip into the 6K range as much, although we definitely can. And it is just super easy now to pay up for two of these guys. So how do we differentiate? Well, I would say that Doug Gim might be my favorite play in the slate, uh, barring whatever his ownership numbers are going to come in at. Assuming that he doesn't miss the cut like he did at the Honda, he lost four strokes at the Honda putting. His putter has not been there as of late, but he's gained on, on approach every single event since the AMAX where he gained four strokes back in January. He finished fifth there. Outside of that though, yeah, he missed the cut at the Honda recently, but Doug Gim currently grades out as my number one overall rated play for a 65.1 DraftKings projection. I like Doug Gim a good amount this week. Pat and Kazire projecting for 64 points. We go down a little bit more. You can see there's going to be some more yeses as we keep going down, but Harry Higgs playing very good as of late, but we can even go down even more than just $7,200, right? Sepp Straka, fine. He, he's, he's hot and cold, right? He has the approach play to get you there. Guys like Sam Ryder have been playing pretty quality as of late. If you want to look at what Sam Ryder, a guy you usually don't see in these events, want to see what he's been doing as of late. An eighth at the 
Honda, a second at the Corrales where he finished only behind Damon and he had 12.4 overall strokes gained. The irons have been very hot. We don't have the exact strokes gained numbers from the Corrales, but we can assume that they were actually quality if he's gaining 12.4 strokes, right? We can assume that the, the irons were not catastrophic at the very worst. So the recent form there is attractive. If I scroll down a little bit more so you can see some of these guys at the $7,100 range and the $7,000 range flat, there's even more options here. I mentioned Harry Higgs. So you always have your like Norlanders and Naismiths. They're all fine. Just depending on what they do in the short range, make sure that they can get something done there. They're cheaper. They're going to be in player pools. Matthew Naismith is a yes. But guys like Harry Higgs, I want to see him get into the Masters. He has to have a nice finish here to get himself into the Masters, coming off of some quality finishes, coming off of a 29th and a 19th place finish with the approach play gaining on approach every single event dating back to November. He finished 19th, even though he ended up losing 3.1 strokes with the putter because he gained eight strokes on approach Harry Higgs at the Honda. That is the most strokes in the Fantasy National Database, so that's fantastic to see. Gained 10.6 strokes in that event. Coming off of what you would call a career event from a strokes gain standpoint, so you don't want to be chasing that, but it's not like he's $8,000 this week. He's 7,100, showing some really good form as of late and playing for a motivation to get himself into the Masters or keep that spot. So Higgs is in play for me. You go down a little bit more. This range is loaded, right? There's literally, I think I have like six to eight guys who are yeses right now for me in this range. So I expect myself to probably get three guys in this range, go up for two studs, and then finish out my lineup with like an 8K guy. I assume that's probably Probably where I'm going to be going with my main lineup this week. But we can go down a little bit more. And right now, Bryce Garnett grades out as my number five overall play for 61.7 DraftKings projections. You can check out all the projections linked down below on Patreon. We have a PGA optimizer, projections, rankings, top rated plays, ownership, all that stuff to help you out with your game. Link down below on Patreon. We have some other sports as well if you want to bundle some sports together. NBA, MMA, NFL when that comes around. So check it out. Linked down below in the description. Get access to the community. We have a nice Discord. People are chatting it up in there. Any questions you have, you can reach out to me or other people in the Discord. Bryce Garnett at 7000 is just way too cheap for his recent form has been as well. I'm very surprised to see that Bryce Garnett is down in this range and down at this price point. He is also a yes for me. I'd rather have Bryce Garnett than any $6,000 option this week. The way that he's been playing lately is very good to see. A fifth at the Puerto Rico Open, misses the cut at the players, fine. He gets a little bit blown up around the greens. 25th at the Honda, then finishes ninth at the Corrales. He's been playing very well as of late. Bryce Garnett, I can feel a little bit comfortable with the approach play not completely falling out. And it's really just coming down to making the cut for all these guys. They make the cut. They have enough game and a weaker field to get there on the weekend for me. So Garnett at $7,000 but the way I would rank it right now out of all these low 7k options for me is probably Doug Gim. I'm kind of hot and cold. The, the numbers, the model likes Kazire, but I'm kind of hot and cold on that. But he would be number two. Number three would be Bryce Garnett based on the cheaper price point. Harry Higgs, Sepp Straka, Tom Hogue, all these guys, John Hall, they start to filter in after that. It's a loaded lower 7k range. You should be taking advantage of this range as much as you can in your lineups. Again, I will probably have three guys in my lineups from this range. To the 6k range now we go, and it's honestly going to be a lot of like yeses, like nobody who stands out or a lot of maybes, like Nate Lashley's, Kevin Chappell's been fine here. He obviously won here back in 2017. He's had some really good finishes. So course history guy gives him a better Vegas number 110. He opened that compared to a lot of guys at the 150 to 200 to one odds range in this range. Again, I'll post my betting card on Twitter later this week. Jim Furyk, Will Gordon. There's a bunch of guys that just look okay here, but I'll scroll down a little bit to get to a couple of yeses. And when I have these guys at yeses, it doesn't mean that they're these yeses in the 6k range are better than my nose or my maybes in the seven and eight k range. No, it means based on the other guys in the 6k range around them. These are the guys who stand out to me relative to the rest of their range, right? So if we want to just look at what Roger Sloan has been doing. He's 18th in this field in strokes gain total as of right now. He's been going to some of these other events like the Puerto Rico Open, getting six strokes, finishing 22nd. Corrales, right? Also finishing 22nd there. But we also saw it at the Honda. So we can assume that the approach play has been clicking. Assuming that he gained on approach where there was no shot tracker because they were on the, uh, they were not with the alternative events in the Puerto Rico Open and the Corrales of those weeks. But he's gained on approach every event so far this year, except for in Hawaii back at the Sony. So that's good to see out of Roger Sloan. And you're just getting a cheap option with some top finishes, some quality overall putting play that you know over the last 20 rounds. And the approach has been clicking. So 
relative to guys around him. We're seeing some life. Missed the cut here last year. Not as concerned with that. And then Scott Stallings, if I had to pick another player. So Scott Stallings, for me, as it stands right now, grades out for 56.4 fantasy points. Makes him, as it ranks, my 18th overall rated play on this slate on Patreon down below. You can check out all the other stats. But he currently ranks in this field right now. Ninth on approach. So that's good to see. He's going to absolutely blow up when it comes to around the green and putting. So you just have to kind of hope that he can get some things to land for him. He's had good course history here, though. The recent form has not been as great, but we like the way that he sets up relative to other guys in this range. Doc Redman will grade out good for you. You've seen some pulse out of the approach play over the last two to three events that he's been playing in, but not much has been there everywhere else being catastrophic. Then get his short game under control, but the approach actually coming back now, it does look pretty favorable for him, at least in those regards. Peter Malnati has the course history here to an extent. Kyle Stanley is still in these cheap price ranges after having a couple of brutal events in a row after a hot start to his season. Same things can be said for Ryan Armour. I probably rank this range right now for me as it stands as Scott Stallings, Roger Sloan, and then you can really just start picking guys apart if you wanted to take chances on Doc Redman, Cameron Piercy, and probably Kyle Stanley are my next favorite options. Because if you're going to go up to like $6,800 and $6,900 players, I would honestly just highly recommend getting to like the Harry Higgs, the $7,200 guys, the Bryce Garnett at 7K flat, because they look a lot better than these Kevin Chappell, Nick Taylor, Jim Furyk, Rory Sabatini types. Below $6,500, there's nobody that stands out as a yes. Just a couple of guys if you really wanted to finish the lineup off with. Uh, again, you can like, subscribe to this video. I appreciate that, especially the subscribe button. If you're new here, let me know in the comments. Be happy to interact with you down there. Hop into the Discord. That's also linked down below via Patreon. We can chat in there some golf and some other sports as well. But down here, Bo Hogg actually grades out pretty nicely for me at 6,400. It's more so a pricing thing, but he has a 1.6x multiplier on Superdraft, which is somewhat appealing if he can make the cut. 56 fantasy point projection as of right now makes him my sixth rated play in the slate. Again, a lot of that factor has to do with the price. Tyler Duncan's down in this range. Some of these guys also like a Tyler Duncan. The T-Dunks will also grade out a little bit better. He grades out as my 29th overall play for 53 fantasy points because of that price. Not much down here that I'm going to feel comfortable about, especially with so many low 7K options and not a loaded 9 and 8K range. So when there's not guys in the 9 and 8K range that I want to play that much and there's guys in the 10k range and a lot of guys in the low 7k range it's easy to just build four three guys in the low 7k range and go get your two or three studs so no reason for me to really go down here other guys that i have at least charted off as guys who are viable are vaughn taylor or austin cook and then if you're looking for a six thousand dollar punt for whatever reason maybe you want to play scotty scheffler you want to play all the studs right you want to play hideki scotty scheffler and tony fina you want to get three guys up there zing zoo jang at six thousand dollars flat why why because he's got something better than the other guys at six thousand dollar flat right he actually has an off the tee game he actually has a decent decent ball striking compared to the other guys down here. His Vegas odds are 600 to one instead of 2000 and 1000 to one. Like some other guys, there's really not much setting him apart from uh, all these 62 and 63 inch dollar guys. But if you're looking for a 6k flat punt, it would be Zing Zhu Zhang. I would assume that he does indeed miss the cut though. So, so, so before you leave, take two seconds of your time. Hey, 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 hey the like button for me subscribe to those things check out patreon if you'd like and also i urge you to check out Superdraft. sign up use that code sal and take advantage of these contests still not filling just by entering it you'll probably beat 20 to 25 percent of the field and that's going to be such a leg up for you no no competition no competitive edge needed just by entering a lineup use that code sal you put 25 or more in i'll give you 25 right away and you'll be entered into monthly raffles to potentially win some uh, vacation giveaways some nice little vacations hey hon hey honey guess what we got a free vacation because i played some dfs this week oh you should play some more there you go it's a win-win for everybody i'll see you all in the next one best of luck at this event for the Valero. It's going to be starting on Thursday morning. And then, oh baby, we're getting into the Masters oh so quickly. You all rock. See you in the next one. Enjoy the rest of your day and go on and go on and go on with the golf.